Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about flooring installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bathroom models, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Floor Masters Podcast. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs and number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We have another amazing show, another amazing guest, and also another amazing topic. This is going to be focused more on our contractors and installers on this side. So I have a good friend of mine, Mr. Brian Hunt. Brian, if you could do everybody a favor, introduce yourselves, tell them what you do who you do it for, and how you do it. Uh, My name is Brian Hunt. I've been setting tile for um, over 30 years. I've recently retired from the tile business and started a tool company, hunttoolco.com. And right now, I'm getting ready to to produce a a new line of tile spacers that are designed to to um, replace the horseshoe spacers, which were not really intended for setting tile in the first place. But um, yeah, I've I've been setting tile and contracting on my own for uh, for the majority of the thirty years that I've been in business, and I would say most of the time uh, was. Um, high-end customs in the i i'm from the denver area and so i've i've been doing homes from breckenridge to uh, aspen snowmass winter park all throughout the mountains and it's really kind of nice doing those jobs i've always enjoyed that so when you were working on your tools um was your were you working for your own company were you working as a, a installer for another company or how, how did that work out? I, I was working at, at the time when my first uh, inspiration for the products came. Uh, there was a big builder in Denver that did a lot of just countless high end million dollar homes. And so uh, a, a group of friends of uh, one friend had the contract and the rest of us would all work together all as subcontractors. So, you know, it'll be a house that has eight bathrooms, maybe 10 bathrooms. We would have three, sometimes four installers working on the house. And basically we would just, you know, split it up. You know, you get this, you get that. And typically they, you know, we'd split it up. So it was fair to everybody. But um, for some reason, I always wound up getting stuck on the masters all the time. And, you know, that's, as you know, that takes the most amount of time. That's a good, that's a good thing. That means you could take your time and, and slow down and, 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 and map out the master bathroom. Well, you know, it's, it's the thing that puts the biggest smile on people's face when, when they see the job done. Right. The kitchen, kitchen and bathroom, sell homes. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I, I've, I've also um, had a, a bit of commercial experience. I 
worked for 12 months on a project in uh, Bentonville, Arkansas called the Crystal Bridges Art Museum. And it was all mud set uh, Chinese quartzite. And um, that was really quite an amazing job. And it's a beautiful building. The building cost a billion dollars to build. Oh, wow. And it sits down in the bottom of a ravine and it holds a $1.2 billion worth of art for Alice Walton from the Walmart fortune. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it was a fun project to work on. And, and that, that's kind of the one thing that I, in between contracting for myself, I, I took on the position of foreman for Wilson, Tyler and Terrazzo on the new Bronco stadium in Denver. And that was kind of a, an interesting project. You know, I got to do Pat Boland's private suite um, along with some other, uh, you know, well, basically I ran the whole project for him. Oh man, look, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what your portfolio looks like, but just hearing these stories, it sounds like you got some, some cool jobs under your belt. I'm done now. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to start selling spacers and, and tile boards and, and other things. So, uh, again, I, you know, in fact, my son now owns Hunt Tile and Stone in Denver. He's, he's just 21 years old. Um, I went a couple of weeks ago. I just got back from three weeks of working with him and, uh, I was so sore, I thought I was gonna die. I, <laughs> when I think of what we used to, what we, what I've done for the last thirty years, and and uh, I really, I would carry one sheet of dirt rock up a flight of stairs, and I had to sit down for five minutes. So I'm, I'm definitely at the end of my career. It's for you, young guys. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's nice to see all the nice work that everyone's doing on Facebook. So. Well, that kind of uh, kind of brings us into our topic for today. So the topic for the show is being more than an installer. And when I say that, I'm I'm I'm, I'm focusing on how we can maneuver through uh, this industry and through our career, looking past just being a great installer. So you have crossed over into producing products, and that's why we wanted to bring you onto the show. So you can kind of give us an idea or, you know, just give us some insight on what, you know, what new, new installers are in installers period to, to the industry, how we should be looking at this whole, the whole spectrum, because just being an installer, like you said, at some point that career ends and how we can set ourselves up for our career to continue after we are off our tools. Uh, well, you know, I think what a lot of people um, with the right experience can do in getting into estimating and, you know, I've worked for old guys that had, were at the end of their career, they couldn't set tile anymore, but, you know, they, they arranged jobs and I'd get a piece of it back when I was um, subcontracting on commercial work. Uh, there's ways of doing it. Myself, I... I started kind of hanging out with like the people in the tool industry. I, I've got to know the Gunlock brothers. I actually served an apprenticeship uh, with Armin Tavi for a few months and unfortunately passed away when we were working together. But oh, wow. I learned so 
I learned so much from Armin Tavi about uh, the tool business. And, you know, he was a guy like me who spent his whole career working as a tile setter. In fact, he set tile for 45 years before he got his first spacer sold. And uh, when you think about it, I only worked in this business for a little over 30. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot of hard work. And, uh, but those kind of experiences kind of lead you to, to coming up with the new things. And, and, and again, uh, with all my experience at setting tile, I, I just kind of, in my mind, I decided to, why don't I set out to try to come up with some product ideas that are, could be marketable. And, uh, and I think I did a pretty good job. So. So that, uh, if you don't mind, uh, sharing some of those products with us because uh some people may be familiar with them some people may not but just to give you know to one to give people an idea of uh the products that you are producing and two just to you know give some people some motivation of i could probably make or create something that's gonna uh improve the industry well uh you know when i I first, uh, the first product idea I came up with was the ultimate tile table. And that really um, was, I, I guess, I, I, this kind of, I don't mean to go down this road. I, I had a tragedy and my kids were still really young. I had to raise kids and set tile at the same time. So I, I had to come up with ways of getting a lot faster. And so that's kind of what inspired the ultimate tile table because it, it does allow me to run arm loads of cuts each time I go to the wet saw and I can kind of project what cuts I need, you know, going forward and get them stacked and dried. And, and, uh, and it just was, it's a efficiency tool that allowed me to cut down the amount of time that it took me to get my jobs done because now all of a sudden I have kids to get to school and pick up from school. Yeah. And, uh, and that was tough in this business, as you know, uh, when you're, it's tough being in this business, you know, without the responsibility of raising kids. So, um, that's kind of what inspired it. Um, it turns out I was, I, you know, I started coming up with a lot of product ideas since then. And, and, um, and the I I've been always wanted to have you know now that there's the large format tiles, the 12 inch speed square just really doesn't cut it, and so I decided to come up with an 18 inch speed square. And with that, um, you know the regular speed squares, uh, what I do all the time is just put sharpie marks on them. So I decided to not put any numbers on the speed square. It's just it's just clear plastic but what I've done with the infield on the speed square is I've put in a whole set of handy um, templates you know sometimes you know you can make a perfect square for your toilet uh, electrical outlet there's a two by ten and a two by uh, a four by ten floor vent and it just allows you to be more accurate when you're running your cuts um, it you know it's nothing worse than putting a, a plate on a backsplash and seeing that uh, that the tile doesn't cover. And, and uh, you know, I've been in this business. It's happened, I think it pretty much happens to everybody every once in a while. 
Oh, uh, yeah, but, I, I'm, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened to everybody. Right. But, you know, like I said, I, I came up with these ideas. And w the one product that I'm really the most proud of is is my uh, my spacers. Um, and I, I, you know, you can I don't even you can't see them. Um, I have them in front of me, but basically my go-to spacer has always been a horseshoe spacer. I really like the leveling systems and everything, but there are times when they, they're not what you need. Sometimes you need a regular spacer. And I see a lot of times everybody keeps going to the horseshoe because it's a hard plastic spacer. And it, you know, just for some reason, you know, I, to me, I, it, the tabbies sometimes fall out. They're, they're just, they're easier to work with. But if you realize horseshoes uh, were never designed for tile setting, they're glazer shims. And I was, I've been around long enough to know that when spacers were created and, I, and I've been in enough commercial jobs to have gone over and taken handfuls of glazer shims out of their boxes before to use as spacers. They were never, in, they weren't invented as spacers and everybody uses them as spacers. So what I thought to do is create a spacer using basically the same volume of plastic, but just making it more functional, making it for tile. When my clip, you know, the horseshoe spacers, one goes in one way or the other, that doesn't make a perfect four-way cross. You know, you can be off just a little bit with those things. Mine is a perfect cross. And um, mine also has a wedge tip on one end, so you can use it as a wedge and a spacer at the same time. Um, you know, singles or individuals. It's it's really basically it's what spacers should have been designed for, and, and it's a perfect complement to to people who use the clip systems because wherever clips aren't. Uh, appropriate, these will work perfectly. So I'm really hoping that uh, not only, um, you know, those who, people who don't, for the folks who don't use clips, uh, my spacers actually uh, can be used as a lippage gauge, kind of like the old tabby puck, where you can kind of slide it from tile to tile to check to see if your floors are, you know, back in my, all in all the years I've been setting tile, the best way to set a floor is put a halogen light on the floor while you're working because that'll show anything. You know, know. if you have problems with lippage, just stick a halogen light on the floor. And I used when the guys that work for me, I used to make them have a halogen light on the floor when they were working too. They didn't like it, but you know, then we never had any surprises. The floors turned out beautiful. But another nice thing about the spacers I designed is is because they're they're square on one end, I can run them down the joints and clean all the thin set out of my joints as I'm going. So when, before I go to grout, I don't have to go and with a razor knife and clean my joints out. Um, they're nice and full and deep and they, they re receive a nice rich grout color. Um, you know, that's a, one of the nicest things I like about it because it makes my grout prep so much easier. Um, so again, I'm I'm hoping that my my spacers are just now um, the molds are just now being made and.
production should be um, available in a few months, which I know seems a little bit a uh, long ways away. And people have asked me if I could get samples. The only samples I have are things that I made on my 3D printer. And, uh, you know, I, I can't make everybody samples off my 3D printer. That would take forever. So um, we'll just have to wait until they're available. And um, they'll be on my web page with a pre-order. So. Oh, that's all right. We'll just build a suspense. But, until um, yeah, right. Well, again, I, you know, I, I am kind of looking forward to this new chapter in my tile career. Um, I've have a lot of experience already um, going to, to a lot of the tile shows, coverings and surfaces and, and, and alike. I've actually even been an exhibitor in some of those shows before. So um, that's pretty much what I'll be doing going forward is, is showing my spacers and my products, um, at trade shows and, and, um, pretty much trying to sell them online. But one other last thing I also like to say, and, um, it, with Hunt Tool Co, I have an opportunity to get a really good line on, uh, aluminum box screens made in America, um, a good quality hand trials made in America. And I might even, a lot of them might, might even be able to private label. So I'm hoping to build this webpage up to be something that is what real tile guys need because, you know, you can't buy your box screens at Home Depot, you right. know, but, right. but you really should have a set of box screens. You know, back in my day, you needed to have a beater block. You know, if you didn't have one, the union, union would buy one and, and for you and take it out of your paycheck. So, um Again, that's kind of what I'm looking to do with my webpage. So for uh, for those installers or contractors out there that are interested or they have ideas on products, give us an idea of what that process is that's uh, to produce your own product. The process? Well, um, it, that's a tough one. Uh, the... The spacers are being produced at a factory in Denver called BNR Plastics, and I'll be stuffing them in the bags and shipping them off here and out of Kansas City once we get them. But um, the other products, I actually do all the, I make them myself. I have a, I have a, a CNC machine that I I cut the boards out on the on the full sheets. Then I then I cut them into two by two squares on my table saw. I uh, I glue and shoot the aprons on. I I double dip them in polyurethane I, so that they're double soaked. Um, they're soaked and dried in polyurethane just to protect them. You know, just so they last a little bit longer. Uh, and my uh, my. Um, Speed squares, I actually produce those on a laser cutter. Um, and I actually, and I, um, I do the acrylic bond, the acrylic cement bond on the fence. So I actually produce these products myself. And I have a, a storage container right now full of products. So I'm, we're ready to start selling. Um, and hopefully, uh, when this thing takes off, we can 
branch into other tile tools and and uh, we I would like Hunt Tool Co to be a recognized brand. You know everything when you really think about it, uh, most all the tools that you find outside of Marshalltown um, are not made in the United States and what uh, what I'm trying to do is is create a, a a company for you know made in America. I'm a I'm a U.S. Uh, military veteran. You know, and these are the things I'm pushing on my web page. So uh, I, I buy American. That's what I'm. I'd like to see people do. But we have to have good products, and that's what Hunt Tool Co is looking to put out there gotcha gotcha so. um now back to to uh to people recognizing the the importance of of being more than an installer is there any advice i know you uh when we talked you mentioned um you mentioned taking care of your body but is there any advice you would give to younger younger installers on how they can move past being an installer to possibly uh, transferring into sales. They might be able to get into other careers within the industry. You know, I, I, cause I hear it. Um, I, I know what works for me. And, and I think if everyone else kind of, if they were all capable of doing it, it would be great. I, I think they need to, folks need to use their experience to, to level the, to, elevate their level of confidence. Um, to me, when I, you know, I, I, I want to be the best guy on the job. When I'm working with other guys, I want to be the, the best guy on the job. That's kind of how I, how I try to separate myself from other folks. And, and then that confidence, you, you, you carry that into your next job bid, uh, I I would say um, the when you look at it, one of the ways to go in this business is to uh, get to a point where you can start bringing on extra employees and and building your business that way, or you can or you can just you know do a be a one man show and you, and just really focus on quality. Either way, those are those are avenues that you can go down. That really just if you just work hard, um, there's no limit to what you can do. That's that's you know you're in this business, and those who are listening are in this business. We all know this is extremely hard work. That's that's really the key. The hard work makes you shine, and people start talking about you. That's um, that's a great way to to get to the next level. It's just uh, really just be there. You know, nowadays, um, I know it sounds bad, show up on time. It, it, you know, it, it shouldn't be like that. But um, it's, I, I know, I hear a lot of horror stories. And, and uh, it, it's, I, I know if I were a young guy wanting to start tile, I would probably, I would have had to Denver. There's so much work out there. It's not even funny and it pays really good money. So um, there's a ton of work out there and it's a cool place to live. So 
Um, I, I would, I wouldn't, and you know, like my son, just so people out there listening, he's just 21 years old. He's actually been setting tile for a while. He told me the other day that he's not doing any tile now anymore for less than $10 a foot. People need, got to keep their prices up, you know, it's, uh, I know you can't do that in every town, but, um, I beg, to differ. I beg to differ. I think you could do it in any town. You just have to be bold enough to do it. Well, that's that's right. And and again, there's when you it's okay it's okay to charge a lot of money, but you know, go in like a lion and and go out like a lion. You know, and that's what that's what people respect, and that's that's you can carry that onto your next job. Um, it's uh, I. You know, I know I, there are a lot of times when I've done jobs really cheap and I wonder what the heck I'm doing this for. But, uh, um, you know, it's it's not that hard um, to ask for the more money. And, and uh, you know, with the amount of work is out there, you know, just I would just caution people not to sell themselves short. What other advice would you have for somebody in the industry that uh, that that is looking for ways to uh, to get out of being an installer. I mean, some people are, are at the point of, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to affect the body. Um, knees are hurting. Uh, surgeries yeah, are happening. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I've known guys who have, who have gotten jobs doing estimating. Um, you know, with some of these larger uh, companies, um, you can get on if you're if you're if you're experienced in commercial work, you know, and you have a lot of experience. Getting on as a foreman is isn't too bad. Like I mentioned earlier, I was the foreman at Bronco Stadium. That that's all about money management, time management, uh, taking good care of your body. Um, try not to, you know you know, when this mask thing is over, continue wearing your mask on the job because, uh, you know, you breathe in an awful lot of stuff that you probably shouldn't be breathing in on the, on the setting tile all these years. In fact, one of the things that halfway through my 30 year career, I built up an intolerance to thin set and I wound up breaking out with severe eczema all over my body. And I don't know if any of the other listeners have had to deal with that. But I used to have to sleep with wet pajamas on. It was so bad. And oh, wow. uh, oh, wow. and I had to quit working for a while just because it was so, it was, it was all from an intolerance to thinset because I was in it. I was in up to my elbows in thinset every day, you know, just out there hustling 10, 12 hours a day. And it just about wrecked me. So, um, you know, there's a lot, people should kind of, find a way a niche I, I like custom stuff you know you can get paid a lot of money for it you can take your time doing it um and it it doesn't wreck your body as much so uh there's a lot of different things that people can get into and and um you know i'm glad that now that they have new uh leveling systems and whatnot it's it's really helping to up the quality of the of the product as it, it when it comes out that you know that was one of the things that maybe people don't quite understand years ago 
the tile industry was starting to lose market share to other uh, other types, you know, luxury vinyl tile, things like that. And it really had to do with the quality installation. But now that people are mastering these these clip systems and, and whatnot, I think they're they're finally starting to produce products that uh, that these engineers are accepting and and uh, and that's a good thing. I you know the uh, it's nice to see new products and and uh, new innovations in this business because uh, anything that helps guys do better work that's really what i think is uh is what we should be all looking to uh to get into do you have any more uh products on the horizon uh without spilling all the beans that you're working on right now <laughs> you know i i i could i could go on forever all the different little things that i've invented uh um some are some are really good. Some are uh, okay. Um, one of the things that I'm coming out with uh, that kind of goes along with the um, the ultimate tile table is 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 a tarp that has a berm sewn in around the outside edge, and it has four handles on. It's a heavy duty tarp, and you can set your wet saw and your ultimate tile table on top of it and it just kind of helps keep the water in but you can also shag your trash out with it but the one thing that the tarp also does and I don't know if a lot any of you guys out there do this but when I mix my dry pack for my shower pans I usually I use a waterproof tarp when I mix and I don't are you familiar with that method um basically I've seen, I break I've a, seen bag a lot of I've seen a lot of guys either mix uh in in a mixing uh mixing pan or just straight on the concrete yeah with a shovel and just kind of sh shovel yep. it over and yeah i mean I i've done that i've done i've i've done it with a rototiller and on on plywood uh, there's a lot of different things uh methods but what this basically what this does is it allows me to mix it right in the tarp um because when you I break the bag open. I, I I make a volcano in the middle. I pour the liquid in, like I put five liters of water with a splash of acrylic, and then I grab both ends and I kind of like a bowling ball. I kind of slosh it around until it's somewhat mixed. I can put down one end and lift the other end of the tarp, and the concrete rolls onto itself like a wave. And you go back and forth a few times and the dry pack is perfectly mixed. You can just carry the whole tarp into where you're working. It's just a really easy, quick way to make, make dry pack when you're doing big shower pans. And, you know, some every once in a while, I got 50 square foot shower pans. Those take a lot of dry pack, you know, especially when they're on the second floor. So... Anyway, uh, that's kind of another product. I have another product that I'm kind of thinking about, um, and I and this may sound a little silly, but uh, you see a lot of times guys grabbing their taking their grout glove and just grabbing a handful of grout and smearing it up in the corners. Well, what I did is I took a an orange grout float or a grout glove and I put silicone squeegee ridges 
down all the fingers and across the palm so that I can actually grab the grout and push it into the joints with this squeezy, squeegee ridge. And then as I shake my hand back and forth, it cuts the grout nice and full and flush and basically does the striking phase before I even have to use a sponge. So I, I know that works. I know it sounds a little crazy. People might not wanna buy that. I'm gonna make some prototypes uh, I actually have some prototypes in, in the works right now, um, and I'm going to try them out and see how they work. And uh, that might be another one of my products. Um, you know, everybody hates grouting. And, it, you know, it's just a funny when you see people grabbing the grout with their hands because they're so tired of grouting, they don't want to grab their grout flow. So, uh, like I said, I just put some squeegee ridges on the fingers and let the glove be, become the float. So all, but, all that comes you know again I think of, of a lot of different products I have a right I and when I'm working that's that's where my mind goes all the time is uh, how could I do this better what uh, what is there a product anymore it's like can I create make a product out of this that's uh, I, ever since I started doing that I, I come up with all kinds of crazy products so but uh, just always again, trying to figure out how to you know, make the job I, I love easier. My, well, uh, you know, I love my spacers. If you like horseshoe spacers, you'll love these um, because they're just they're just a better horseshoe spacer. You know, they're not shaped like a horseshoe, but they do everything and then some. So, uh, and I have a wedge. Horseshoe spacers don't have a built-in wedge. So, I like I said, I I'm I don't. Uh, my spacers aren't just for guys who like regular spacers. My spacers for everybody in the tile industry. That's kind of that's the way I see it because if I can, if mine can do away with all the non-leveling clip systems and be the number one spacer, the number one non-leveling spacer out there, then I'd be real happy. And again. I haven't, I can't think of anything that's better than the one that I created. I'm surprised nobody else thought of it, to be honest with you. Hey, look, that's the, don't look, don't underestimate yourself. You're just a, a, a <laughs> genius that nobody knew about yet. Yeah. Well, again, I, you know, the horseshoe, I've, you know, the thing of it is, is a lot of people don't know that horseshoe spaces weren't designed to set tile with. You know, they don't realize this for commercial glass. And, uh, but they just happen to work for setting tile. Mine just happened to work a lot better for setting tile. That's really the bottom line. So and, uh, um, I know that you said that you have a, a, a promo code that people can, can, can utilize from listening to this episode. Do everybody a favor and share that. The hunttoolcode.com Spell it, out, spell it out for us, please, so they don't get they don't get confused. Oh, okay, H U N T T O O L C O dot com, and enter the the promo code Floormasters, and you'll get a twenty dollar discount on the Ultimate Tile Tables. Oh, and you guys have to go to the website and check out these products. I don't know if it's anything uh, special to anybody else, 
but it's pretty cool. I'm not going to give you all of the details of it. You got to go to the website and check it out. Well, thank you. That uh, I would appreciate that. And, and again, um, I'm looking at uh, eventually adding more products to my website that uh, are things that, that tile guys really, really want. And one of the things is uh, I've also got an opportunity to become um, a, a SANS level distributor. If you're familiar with SANS levels, they're, uh, they're high quality American made levels that are rival the Stabella. You know, I'd like it, I'd like to have all the tools that a really good tile setter needs. Got you, got you. So um, do us a favor and remind us of uh, the, the the company name and how people can get in touch with you if they want to purchase some of your products. Okay, uh, again, my company is called hunttoolco.com. Um, and uh, like I said, enter the promo code Floor masters and uh, get your twenty dollar discount. Um, HuntToolCo.com. Um, hope to see you there. Now, is there any uh, social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, anything that they can find you on? I just got a Instagram account set up yesterday. A lot of this is new to me. Um, yeah. You know, I, I am I am a retired guy, so. My kids could whip through this thing and no problem. They understand it perfectly. Um, I did start an Instagram account. I may even just may even do a TikTok advertisement. I'm not even sure what that means, but right, uh, <laughs> right. You know, everyone's doing it, so maybe I'll come up with something. I don't know. Got you, got you. Well, Brian, we appreciate you for uh, giving us this knowledge that you have and how uh, hopefully this inspires somebody to to start thinking outside of the box of just being an installer. Um, I'm glad you were uh, a guest on the show. Um, I'm glad to hear about these new products that's coming out, and I would love to have you back another time if we can chop it up about something along some of these cool projects that you did. Okay, that would be terrific. Uh, I'll I'll pull some pictures together. Uh, just to let you know, uh, one of them was a 180-foot-long uh, granite mural of the Rocky Mountain skyline. It's at the conference center at Coors Field. I was a part of that project, for, and that was a really cool thing to do. So I'll get some pictures of that, and uh, maybe I can share them with you later. All right. Until next time, Brian, until next time, everybody, y'all stay tuned to the Floormaster podcast and be more than just an installer. Remember that. Be more than just an installer. Y'all stay tuned to the next episode. I'm <laughs> sorry.